Whether you're trying on your first pair of track spikes or you're running at the world championships, for most runners inclined that way, it all traces back to the twilight meet. These all-comer affairs provide the venue for testing tactics, setting personal bests, and pretty much everything in between. And while Twilights can often be a local affair, maybe featuring clubs from a few towns over, there's one such meet in London, Ontario that has grown into something a lot more. 1500 meter night, put on by London Runner, as part of the Runner's Choice London Runner Distance Series, is, as the name suggests, an evening strictly of 1500s, with seat times ranging from 8 minutes flat to 340. This year's iteration featured over 400 runners from 4 countries and 7 provinces competing in 30 different heats, but while the stats are impressive, it's the stories that come from it that are truly memorable. Whether it be the countless tales of PBs from runners that run the range of times, or when Nicole Sofuentes looked to qualify for the 2015 World Championships with pacer Melissa Bishop and ended up bringing a young Gabriella Stafford to her first sub 410 1500, 407.44, or last year's meet when the entire collective of engaged spectators got on their feet, making all sorts of noise as Corey Belmore raced his last lap, finishing with a new PB of 340.1. The lore is building for this meet, which is why I feel it appropriate to bring a couple of runners who found great success at this year's edition. Lucia Stafford, a 409.1500 meter runner who has spent much of the last year bouncing back from a medical procedure and is having one of her best seasons, and, of course, she is the younger sister of Olympian and national record holder, Gabriella. And Isaiah Freelink, UWO standout, last year's national junior 1500 meter champ, and a proud new owner of a 344 PB. Both had the fastest times at this year's 1500 meter night, and we'll hear from them both coming up. You're listening to The Terminal Mile. My name is Michael Rokas, and this is a Tracky Radio production. First up, Isaiah Freelink. All right, so I guess the one thing that I remember from from Sunday night is seeing your seeing your teammate uh, Jack Sheffer come up to you uh, and say, "Man, was there was there any workout like anything that, that you've done that would suggest that you'd be able to run a three forty four time?" And I didn't quite catch the answer, so perhaps uh, perhaps let's recap there. Was there was there anything going into fifteen hundred meter night that would suggest that you could you could run that fast and put down that sort of time? Uh, I guess the workouts leading up they were all kind of leading towards that time, but uh, in my mind, like it's totally different working out than actually racing and hitting that time. So like the training was definitely there, but uh, to actually hit it was just unreal. So I mean, um, you you come from around the Barry area. You you go to school, um, you know, at Western and stuff. Who who's doing your workouts right now? You know, is that something? Are you home and that's that's coming from from London Western, or are you in London and, and training with them? Who's uh, who's running the workouts right now? Uh, so I'm, yeah, I'm living at home right now. So I'm training with my coach uh, from SSD, Bob Gregg. So we've I've actually been with him since grade nine. So over the last years, we have uh, made a plan that really works for me, and we've just been sticking to that this year, changing it up with a, a couple different workouts here and there. But it's basically been what I've been doing for the past uh, five years now, and it's uh, something we've just mastered that's uh, just really worked out well for me. So, you know, putting together the, this plan, obviously you're, you're fairly familiar with it if you've been doing it for a couple of years now. 
you know, heading into a big race like 1500 meter night, what is, what is the last big workout? What's the one where, you know, you can leave that workout knowing that, that you're going to, you know, knock out the next race you do. Uh, so the last workout we did, uh, let me see, it was six sets of, um, 200 meters at, uh, I think we were doing them 2930 ish. And then, uh, it was a hundred meter rest, then another two hundred at twenty nine thirty ish again, just hovering around that mark, and then a uh, one lap jog in between. Uh, so that was just one, really, just to get the legs moving and just kind of drill into the head what that pace is going to feel like and what I need to be hitting through that whole race. You know, this this is not your first time uh, running fifteen hundred meter night. Uh, one thing that that kind of comes to mind is the story of you last year when you you showed up to the track uh, in in a full suit um, and and not like a track suit but like a full on suit. Perhaps you, you know t- tell that story because I, I think it's it's kind of an interesting one. Yeah. So uh, last year, um, one of our family friends was actually getting married the night of fifteen hundred meter night. So uh, I really wanted to go to the meet, so I decided that. I was going to make it work to do both the wedding and the meet. So I went to the reception or I went to the ceremony. We did that. And then, uh, I went to the reception and had, didn't really have dinner, stayed there for the dinner, just kind of ate a little bun, got a little bit of a pre-race snack in, and then drove down to London. It was about a 30 minute drive. It was uh, pretty, pretty close, which was uh, very fortunate. Uh, basically got out of the car did my warm-up, kind of saw the guys around, and then uh, did the race, got my cool-down, and then drove straight back. So it was a bit hectic, but I ended up getting able to uh, do both the wedding and the 1,500-meter night. So it worked out, and I uh, ended up running a good time there, too. I was uh, 3.51, which was uh, what what we were kind of shooting around there. If if I remember correctly, you were kind of looking at that at that world junior standard uh, last year. How how did the rest of that season pan out? Was was fifteen hundred meter night kind of, you know, a good stop along the way, a, a good stepping stone for for what was to come? Sorry, I just realized too. Uh, it wasn't uh, three fifty one. That was the year before. It was um, three forty eight uh, point like one something or point three or four or something. But yeah, so it was uh, just right, I think it was point seven. so just off the world standard. It was definitely disappointing, but um, for me, it's not all about making those national teams and stuff. Like I, throughout the summer, I have to work and to pay for my school, so it wasn't the uh, biggest upset just because like I, I, I need to prioritize things in life. So it, it was a shame that I couldn't go, but uh, I was definitely still happy uh, with it. You know, you you mentioned how you wanted to run fifteen hundred meter night, and you know, there's there's a lot of lore surrounding surrounding that night. You know, a lot of people have a lot of different reasons for for running it. What were what were your thoughts be, behind wanting to to specifically run that meet? Because I know earlier that that week you had run, and I believe you you had won the junior race at, at the Inferno. Yeah. Um... 1500 meter night is something I think I started going to it when I was in grade seven or eight. And every time I've went there, I've uh, got a PB without fail. So every year we put it on the list and it's a, it's a must do because every year I end up getting a killer time out of it. There's always great pacers and 
just draws such a deep field in that no matter what race you're in, like how fast you're running, there's going to be people around you pushing you. Okay, so you get to the line, you know, in, in high performance section one. Uh, you take a look around uh, you, and you know there there's guys like like Corey Belmore, like like Nick Falk, uh, you know, who have put down just just blazing PBs. Uh, you know, Kyle Grieve, you know, obviously he uh, he's quite notable in there as well too. There's a whole bunch of guys in, in that first high performance section. Uh, you know, I I I'm sure I'm forgetting a whole bunch of them, but uh, you know what what's that like to you know, to to look down the line and see this not just good good collegiate guys, but you know, good good senior athletes as well too. Um, it's pretty nerve wracking uh, being up on there, but it's part of it too is a little reassuring that I know I'm going to be able to like if I can get my mental game and keep it intact that I'm going to be able to run a fast time. So it's uh. It's a lot of pressure knowing that there, that ability to run a really fast time is there. So I think that would be the biggest thing I would say about it. It's just uh, kind of a pressure on yourself. It gives you like that nervous excitement. I think that's the uh, feeling I definitely get out of it. So after after winning a race like that, is there a certain amount of confidence that that comes with that? Um, you know, like how 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 has the training been going since then? I realize that it's, it's a fairly short window, but you know, do you kind of look at yourself a little bit differently after running a time like that? Yeah, completely different. I uh, so since last year, so I I w- ended up winning nationals last year, which was uh, awesome on the junior level. But since then, I kind of in the 1500, I haven't really seen, like, uh, I haven't really felt as big of a progression since then, but that race just really cemented in that I'm uh, still still able to run those times. So it's really translated into the training. So uh, Monday night I went out and uh, went straight back into a workout. We did a 500-300 uh, split workout in the uh, at a really fast pace, and I just felt great the whole way through. And uh, the whole time I was running it, I was just, so happy with just like what had happened that I, I wasn't even feeling the pain so much while I was running. I was just uh, excited and happy to keep running. And it's been the same with mileage. It's just, uh, it's still blowing my mind that I was able to lay down a race like that. And that's just what's been on my mind while I've been running recently. Well, again, let, let's walk through that race because it was, it was a bit of an interesting one because, you know, you had a pacer who was going out in 58s, 59s, uh, for the first two, for the first two laps, um, you know, that's, I, I wouldn't think that was something that you had in mind going into that race. In fact, you know, someone like yourself chasing something like that might actually, you know, very negatively, uh, affect your race. So yeah, I mean, like how, how did that play out for you? Um, so me and my coach, uh, Bob, we were talking before and the plan was to go out in that like two minutes, one fifty nine ish. So I just decided to stay back from them a little ways and uh, just see how the race played out. The big thing for me is that I needed to remain mentally strong. And uh, like me and my coach have always uh, talked about, I just needed to hang in there and be there when it's time to start moving. So that was, uh, that was the, pl- the plan through the first uh, 800. Uh, big other other big results this season. Um, you know, take a look at your IAAF page in Hamilton a couple weeks ago. Um, you ran a, a very very good five thousand time. Um, you ran a fourteen twenty point three four. That's that's got to be a new PB for you. Um, how how did that feel? Um, 
that was so before it was a six second PB, and that was my first race of the uh, year. So it was, I was excited just to kind of kick the season off with that, and it really just kind of put things into perspective. Uh, just the rest of the season, like that's what I wanted to keep doing, just keep hitting those PBs and uh, training towards them. You've had uh, you've had some good results in, in cross, um, you know, with with some of the longer stuff as well too. Um, with this fifteen hundred, it looks great as well too. What what event do you find yourself most gravitated to? Uh, for sure, the fifteen hundred. It's kind of been what I've been doing since uh, since high school, and I, I can't even count how many fifteen hundreds I've done. It's the one that I've. Uh, just kind of figure it out strategically and have the most fun running it. Like in that race on uh, Sunday night, 1500 meter night, coming down that home stretch, it just, uh, it feels so good for me at this point. So that's definitely uh, the one I'm gravitating towards now. Yeah. You, you know, the, the strategy involved with the 1500 is, is interesting because it, it really is a race that can be run, you know, a thousand different ways. Would you, what what would you say your optimal fifteen hundred looks like? One where you're one where you're going out and, and hitting even splits, or you know, one where you're laying down a fast last three hundred or last four hundred. Um, it it really depends on the race, but it's uh, for me, it's definitely being able to have that last three or four hundred. Um, it's just with training and just how I'm built too. It's uh, I got that I have a bit more power, and like that's just what I kind of rely on during those races too in that last bit just to hammer it down and uh, get those seconds off in the last lap you know a very key part of uh, a 1500 meter night is uh dr dave bailey um dave dave bailey um is is the man who checks in all the all the athletes and stuff and as i'm sure you probably know was the was the first uh sub four canadian uh miler he uh he just uh on endurance odyssey he just uh posted some of his some of his training leading up to that four minute mile uh it, it kind of got me thinking um are you a runner who kind of looks to pass athletes and and that sort of stuff like who would you say that your role models are in the sport and you know do you do a lot of reading or, or watching it as far as that goes to be honest i don't do a whole lot of it throughout the summer i'm uh pretty busy working and then running so when I have free time, it's more just enjoying. And at school, I just kind of get caught up in other things. But uh, like more role models is definitely the guys that are around my, right now to look up to, like especially the Canadians, like uh, CPT and Corey Belmore are definitely the two big ones for me. I just uh, I see them just constantly laying down those big times, and it's kind of it's really like what I look up to and what I uh, what I want to end up being able to do within the next couple of years. You know, running fifteen hundred meter night with uh, with Corey, who you just mentioned. Did you guys uh, did you guys chat after the race? Did you get any cool down time in? Um, you know, what was that like? I, I unfortunately I didn't get to talk to him too much after uh, this time. Just a, a couple, few quick words. But uh, in the past, he trains with uh, Jack Sheffer um, in London Western. So when I was down at school, I got to get a couple workouts in with him, and it's. Uh, Nice to talk to somebody at that caliber, and he's such a good guy, so humble and uh, down-to-earth. Yeah, he's a really great guy. All right, well, you you really are just getting your season underway, but, you know, you have, I, I would think that you're kind of balancing that as well with 
uh you know the promise of a, of a new cross country season in the fall as well too running with uh with western when uh, when do you typically shut down your your track season and kind of focus on on moving towards you know building for for a good cross country season so every year it ends up being uh nationals is when i ideally shut it down i've been fortunate enough each year to uh remain injury free and uh run fast enough to uh make it there and so far this year that's what's on the uh table for the rest of the summer so i'll be doing that and then i'm actually going out to bc for a vacation i'll probably take a a week or two off and just kind of relax let the legs reset and then uh, start building up for cross after that like i said you've had some some fairly promising and some very good results uh in cross country uh you know have have you thought about it what are what are the goals for uh, next year um the goal for me at the end of the day, I uh, I want to win it. Uh, last year I was fifth, and I think it's definitely an attainable one. So I want to, uh, yeah, at the end of the day, I want to be taking that gold medal. There's a lot of good competition, though, so it's uh, it's going to be tough. And this next year as well, they uh, it's the FISU, uh, it's a FISU year as well, so I could have the opportunity to go compete internationally, which would be uh, my first time to make a Canadian team. So I mean, like before we get to to the grass and, and and all that sort of stuff. I mean, you you got to close out this track season. It's it's looked really good for you so far. You know, lots of PBs and and that sort of stuff. Where can people see you uh, race next, and and what are the plans uh, to finish off this season? Um. So my next race, I'll be going down to Hamilton for the uh, Canada Day meet there, uh, the Twilight. I'll be racing the fifteen there as well, and then from there, I'll be going to. Athletics Ontario, where I'll be doubling the uh, 15 and 5K, and then I'll finish my season off with Nationals uh, down in Montreal. I'm not sure exactly if I'm going to be doing just the 15 or the 15 and the 5. Yeah, so that's what people can see from me over the next uh, few weeks, or I guess six weeks now, I think is what it is, till Nationals. Well, man, it was was really cool to see the end of that race. It it was a fantastic, uh, you know, final... 400 meters you know trading leads that sort of stuff we didn't know who who won until the end but uh it was it was really cool to see a guy especially with a local connection uh take that one it was uh yeah no congratulations and thanks a lot for being on the show this week man really appreciate it yeah thank you thanks for having me earlier this week we caught up with a rising track star lucia stafford right so you are the the winner of the women's section of uh, this year's edition of 1500 meter night it's it's not it wasn't your first time you know running through it and you know we'll get to all that sort of stuff but for 1441 that was the final time on the clock talk about your race you know are you happy with the results did things work out the way that you uh that you thought that they would yeah so um going to like like starting like during warm-up and stuff like i was feeling pretty good like the plan was just kind of to go and uh get like a smooth one under the belt like I had a feeling that I'd be after the pacer dropped off it'd be kind of like uh you know in the front I'd be in the front and just working hard until the end which is what ended up happening um I think like like it went well I think I went like I went out well just on that uh like third lap it's always the hardest so I think I just maybe fell asleep a bit and then um and then had to kind of snap back into it and finish strong. So I'm happy, though, because, like, it feels good to be running 414, feeling smooth and strong. 
um, especially having like the 800 the night before. So it was like a solid workout. Like the time, like I'm not not thrilled with, but like, um, but I'm like with the effort and and everything, I'm I'm happy with. So it was good. You know, one thing that that really struck me watching that race was going into that last lap. You had uh, last year's last year's 1500 meter night winner Steph Aldea kind of um you know making her move i'm sure you could probably hear her at, di- at different points in that last lap did that really affect yeah. it did that affect your your race in, in your last lap and and how so yeah so um yeah like i could hear that people were definitely coming up i think like like after the the pacer dropped off i think i might have like slowed down a bit and then they closed the gap on me and like i could hear them coming and uh, I think it's tough, like, when you're out in front and um, and there isn't someone putting pressure. Like, it's easy to just, like, get comfortable, which is, I think, what happened. And then as soon as I heard her coming up, I was like, oh, shoot, like, I got to go. <laughs> hmm. And then I, and then you kind of realize how much more you have. So then I just started pushing it, and then I realized, oh, actually, I feel pretty good. Um, so just, like, finish strong. Like, it's always hard because you don't really know how much you have unless you are, um, like, challenged. So... I mean, if, if like, uh, which is why it was good that she didn't come up, because otherwise I think I probably would have just been too comfortable. <laughs> so that was good. Um, yeah, it just, like, made the last lap uh, definitely, m- like, more exciting, I guess. <laughs> You know, uh, looking looking at past winners and, and past results, uh, including, you know, some, some by your older sister, Gabriella, you know, a 1,500-meter night victory, has to feel pretty special is is that something that you've put a lot of thought into yeah for sure like definitely when i was younger um i remember like going to this meet and seeing the the first time i ran the meet i i was in like the the early sections and i just saw the high performance sections and i was like oh that's so cool i want to be in that like wow um everyone's so fast and so to come back now and like be in in those races and and to be able to come home with like the the win definitely feels pretty surreal, especially just like looking back to where I was a few a few years ago. Like it's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, no, especially yeah the the lights and having everyone there and like the next generation of runners too. It's pretty. It's a pretty cool meet for sure. Yeah, you know what? Why fifteen hundred meter night? You mentioned that you had already run an eight hundred the night before at uh, at your own club's eight hundred meter fest. Um, that seems like it would be a pretty pretty difficult uh, double for sure, if, especially if you're looking for a PB or, or a fast time. Why why fifteen hundred meter night? Um, so I think like the for the main focus of that weekend, I think was like the eight hundred, just because um, there were more just more people like. Uh, it was a bit more of like a stacked 800 field, I think, um, just for like what, a, what like times I want to be running. Um, so, but 1500 night is like a great meet and because they were back to back, my coach thought it was like a really good chance to get like a double in just cause I haven't like doubled in a, a long time. And it's really good practice for championship meets when you have heats and finals. Um, so that was like really good. And, and yeah, and like I knew that there'd be a pacer, and I knew like Steph Aldea would be there, and a few other really good girls. So, you know, like I mean, I the time like ended up being solid, like not you know like a PB or everything I wanted, but it was still really good, and and it was like a lot of fun and a good workout <laughs> the weekend. 
<laughs> okay, so you're driving from Toronto to London. That's about two hours. Uh, your little brother's racing earlier in the night, I believe between yeah. seven and eight. Uh, your older sister is racing in Morocco. Uh, you, you know, how, how do you balance that all out? Um, did, did you get to watch her, her, you know, big race where she edged that much closer to four flat? Yeah. So her race was at like 2 PM, uh, ET. So we watched it at home and then, um, yeah, so that was really exciting. It really got us, you know, all pumped up (laughs) and then, um, we probably left for London at like three, uh, and got there at around six. I felt like I napped in the car, so hmm. got a good, good few hours of sleep there. Um, and yeah, we were definitely there like pretty early for my race, but after my brother raced, cause he was at one of the earlier sections, he was done at like seven. So I just went in the car and, and put on, I had downloaded a movie and just kind of watched the movie for a few hours and then got a coffee at like 9 p.m. and then started my warm-up. So it ended up being pretty good, I think. You know, taking it was a, look... a good Father's Day for my dad. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, I, I can I can only imagine. I can only imagine. <laughs> um, you know, she, she's really been on, on a tear this season. Um, mm-hmm. Have You know, how, how much contact are you in with her? And, and you know, what, what has that done for you to watch her, you know, go to these Diamond League races and, and just absolutely knock it out of the park? Yeah, no, it's been so exciting. I mean, she's always been, like, super talented, and she works really, really hard, and and she's, like, someone who, in a race, like, you don't really have to worry about, you know? Like, they just, she just always will step on the line and always give her her best no matter what. Um, so it's been really cool to see her, like, take it to the next level. Like, we're really close, so we talk, like, almost every day. Um, and, uh, I mean, we're both busy, so, you know, probably sh- would like to talk more, but... Um, no, it's been really cool. I remember when she first ran her, her first 5K um, and set the Canadian record. It was before my race in Nashville, and I watched it with Maddie Kelly, my teammate, and we just got really pumped up. And I, I think it's really cool because I think it'll, you know, get every, like all Canadian women to get really pumped up and start running even faster. And I mean, there's been so many records broken already this, this year. So I think it's really cool. And it's only going to, people are only going to run faster and faster. So it's awesome. You know, uh, take a look at your results uh, from earlier this year. Like you said, you, you ran in Nashville uh, at the distance mm-hmm. carnival there. You ran a 411. Then at, at Speed River, you ran yeah. uh, a 412. It's, you know, it's it's a little bit behind uh, where you were last year where you ran a, a sub 410. But I understand you, you've had some, some medical stuff since then. And, you know, mm-hmm. looking looking back at the winter, uh, you didn't, you, it doesn't even look like you, you ran an indoor 1500 at all. You know how... How are you feeling about your times, and how has the has how has the comeback been? Yeah, so basically, like um, I have like uh, Graves' disease, which is like a thyroid issue, and I'm it's over like an overactive thyroid. So in the past, like I've always been like kind of ma- maintaining it. I've had it since grade ten, and um, but so what kept happening is like every time I get really fit and um, start running well, like sometimes it would just like it would uh it would kind of have a relapse and then I'd start feeling terrible in workouts again and so that was just getting really frustrating and so I even though I ran like a, a really good time last year I ran four nine um that was my only time under four fifteen and um so I I didn't really have that much consistency because 
my like thyroid acted up and so this season actually so far has definitely been like like I've run my second third fourth fastest time ever so and I PB'd in the 800 so like it's definitely been I think overall like my best season ever um I just haven't had that like that magic you know that magic race because uh it gets a bit harder to do I guess but yeah the winter was definitely a struggle I was not um in shape because in the fall I ended up getting like my thyroid removed so that can take up to like six months for it to get back to normal so we honestly thought that this outdoor season might not even happen so I'm really happy that I was able to like bounce back and and you know and have and be running like my best season yet and I know there's like a lot more in the tank so I'm just excited to to keep racing and hopefully you know get back under 410 and hopefully PB maybe you know 408 or 407 that'd be great <laughs> you know t- talking to to different runners you know going through something so significant uh as as that uh you know perhaps you know different different procedures and that sort of stuff sometimes it adds mm-hmm. uh, a whole new aspect and a whole new perspective to to one's you know performances and and that sort of stuff it has it, you know, added anything to, to your own racing? You know, is, is there something in your mind, uh, you know, when, when you think about that or, or when you're racing? Yeah. So honestly, like when I, when I was first like going through it, like ever since like grade 12, like I've been like racing like every season so much. So at first it was honestly kind of nice to not race for cross and indoor or I did some races and indoors, but it was like more relaxed and like, I was just having fun. Um, it was honestly really nice to just like take a step back from all like the high intensity stuff and just like enjoy training, like no pressure and, and just like getting a bit of a break and then finally like being hungry. Cause it was kind of getting to the point where I was like, okay, like another race, like another day. But now like every time I race, like I can feel like I'm, I'm really hungry and like I want to be there. And it's, um, and so that's like a nice feeling. Cause I think I, I was, like not losing that a bit, but I was getting like a little, I was tired, I guess. But now I've, I feel like all fresh and, and, uh, and yeah, just like super like hungry. And it's also nice too. Cause like now that I've gone through this, like, I feel like, um, you know, it's like one less barrier in the way. And it, it's like a cool feeling. Cause one of the reasons why I love running so much is cause you feel so like unstoppable and like you feel so fit. So it's definitely, it's definitely helped with that. I think like, I feel like, I feel like there's, you know, nothing can get in the way now. So it's kind of (laughs) cool. We were talking uh, beforehand about, uh, you know, getting into races where you have bodies around you, you know, in in that last little bit in the 1500 and how key that is uh, for running those fast times. With that being said, yeah, you know, what are your plans for the rest of the season? No doubt you, uh, you, you mentioned that you want to dip under there again. And, you know, I don't Mm -hmm. see, see why not, especially if, if you're seeing this as as perhaps one of your best seasons ever. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I have. Uh, I'm. I'm. I'll be competing at FISU at the beginning of July, and that's in Italy. Um, and then there's nationals at the end of July. So those are the two like big championship meets. But with championships, uh, championships, you never know like whether it'll be tactical. It's just not always a guaranteed like fast time. So, I mean, hopefully they'll be like good race. Well, they'll for sure be good races, but like hopefully they'll be fast. But um, I think like I uh, like I know my workouts have been better than they've ever been before. So like I know I'm 
ready for a big one. So my coach and I are just talking and seeing like what we can do with the rest of the season. Um, and so like, I think maybe an 800, uh, in Hamilton on July 1st is a potential. And then maybe even like a few races in Europe after Fisuk since I'm already out there or maybe like something in early August. Like we haven't really figured out all the details. Um, but, but yeah, definitely just getting in more opportunities to run fast and, and, you know, like show, show what I got. So yeah, that's, that'll be fun. You know, you missed, uh, you missed, missed last year's cross country, uh, but it doesn't sound like you missed it all that much. I have to wonder, <laughs> you know, what, when, when do you think you're going to start, you know, changing the focus from, from track to perhaps another year of U of T, uh, cross country? Um, yeah, I don't even really know. Like, uh, I've always done cross, but it's always been like, um, more for, you know, the training and the base. Like, obviously I, I work hard and like, I want to do well in the, in the meets and stuff, but like, it's never really been the focus. It's always just been, okay, this is like base for track. Um, so I don't even know, like we haven't really decided, uh, how much like university track will be next year. Cause next year's the Olympic year. And that'll be the main focus. I think just gearing up for that, trying to get in really good races. Cause now that with the new ranking system, it's important to like, uh, to get in like good meets and, travel a bit so so that'll be the main focus for sure but um yeah i have no idea like i'll probably do cross and i'll probably do indoor track i think but i don't even know (laughs) but yeah i think i'll probably start training for that like end of august or something that's usually when i start well i will uh i'll tell you right now that uh that your very own sister made a similar sort of claim sort of plans a year out from the Rio Olympics and I guess that worked out for her um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know I have to say you know big congratulations on, on winning 1500 meter night and uh, you know I look forward to, to, to seeing what you can do with the rest of the season and it sounds like you have big plans for you know the next year next next two years so yeah uh, I wish you uh, I wish you good luck with that and, and thanks so much for being on the show this week thanks so much for having me it's been a pleasure Big congratulations and much thanks to Isaiah and Lucia. A lot of appreciation, as always, to Tracky. For more episodes like this one, as well as a weekly quick recap of what's been happening in Canadian athletics, subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, or Spotify, or check back to Tracky.ca. If you like what you hear, comment and rate us on any of those platforms. We always enjoy hearing from you, and every little bit helps. You can find us on social media at The Terminal Mile, or on Instagram and Twitter with that handle. My name is Michael Rokas, and you've been listening to The Terminal Mile, a Tracky Radio production.